today's episode. And today's vocab is a phrasal verb. Because the language is alive and it's changing with us. So we are going to take a look at some moments where the language has changed, right? Hi, Uyghurs! Welcome to one more episode of Pond. I'm Natalia, your teacher, and today we are going to talk about how alive the language is. As you can notice by my voice, this is my favorite, my very first favorite topic about language, about English or any language that we talk about because I truly believe that the language is alive and it changes with us and it changes us because I can notice how English has changed my life and of course it's gonna change yours, so let's start it off! The last two episodes we've been talking about translation, which had led us to the idea of language as a communication tool, right? In case you haven't caught up with this yet, I hardly recommend you to do. The last two episodes, like six and seven, uh, were kind of a foundation to the conversation we are having here today, right? So if you haven't done it yet, just stop this right now and go back check to the episode six and seven, right? Please. And on the other hand, if you are a loyal Uyghur, of course you are in your right track, okay? So let's just recap. In the last two episodes, we've got the idea of language and its respective communication, right? And how it is big, it's much bigger than the grammar, etc. At the same time, we took a look at the translation to addiction and how it could run out your communication performance. We have an agreement here, right? Okay. So, in today's episode, we're going to talk about how language is alive, is changing, and is also a tool for us to express identity. Amazing, isn't that? So, let's kick off the episode with that section that you love, vocab of the day. And today's vocab is a phrasal verb. Do you know what a phrasal verb is? It is a two-word idiom, and it's mainly composed of a verb and plus an adverb, or plus a preposition. For example, to look for. Do you know it? The verb to look alone means to see something or to stare at something, right? However, if you add the preposition for after the verb, it, its meaning is going to change. So, to look for means to search something, and then you can use it both in professional or personal proposals, right? So, let's include it in the business scenario. I'm looking for another person to the team. Uh, I'm looking for uh, a new resolution to this project, right? I'm looking for, uh, how can I say, another topic for us to talk about. That could be, all right? So, here it goes, the vocab of the day. To hook up, that is also a phrasal verb. To hook up is kind of tricky, since it is a double meaning expression. And the first meaning to this vocab, it is to connect a cable in a device for electricity supply. For instance, Natalia, have you hooked up the computer and the cable? It's not working, all right? So, you know that you need to, to connect something on your computer so it turns on, all right? You need to plug it into a cable and plug the cable into the electricity. 
So when you hook up the computer and the cable, it means that you are connecting them both, right? Or you can also use to hook up to specify a part of a place where you can find the cables and the electricity points at some place, right? So let's imagine that you are going to camp. I don't know, you're going to the countryside and then you are going to camp there. And then you can say, the campsite has water and electricity hookups. It means that there are electricity available and then you can connect and can, then you can hook up your charger, your cell phone charger, your computer charger, right? So to hook up, to connect a cable at some device. In another hand, you can also use to hook up when talking about going out or meeting someone. I mean for specific proposals, like a couple, in a romantic scenario. I don't know if you got me, but let's go for some examples. When was the last time you hooked up? So, when was the last time that you met, maybe? When was the last time that you went out together? Or either we hooked up yesterday and it was amazing. All right? You know what I mean, don't you? So yes, that's also a great meaning, I can say, to hook up. It's really well used, you know, in a casual context when you are speaking to other people in English. So, okay, do a great use of that, right? <laughs> that's fine. Let's get straight to the point with our episode. Think of any technology you have seen the invention in the last 30 years. And also, how has its tech improvement changed something in your behavior and communication? That's the reflection of today. Because the language is alive and it's changing with us. So we are going to take a look at some moments where the language has changed, right? Because of our behaviors changing, okay? Let's go! I haven't turned 26 yet, and I can tell you many new and changing technological devices and processes that came to my mind. Walkman, for example. It is my first memory of a device to listen to music besides the proper radio device, you know? That radio that we couldn't take to anywhere. When I think of Walkman, it is my first... This is my first image, you know, of a song that I can carry for every place. But after that, also... I've used MP3, cell phones, iPods, the computer itself. It was magical to me as a kid when I could play some games on computer while I listened to some songs that I downloaded through a program that was directly connected to internet. Whoa, that was amazing to me as a child, you know? But anyway, of course, with all that development, we've also seen the advance of many new words to our vocabulary. To start it off, the name of the devices. If you travel back in time to, I don't know, 1860-something, they would never know the meaning of MP3. Three centuries ago, when the, the, the telephone was being invented for the very first time, not they wouldn't know what is the meaning of mp3, but also it would be a terrible no for them. 
since in that moment it was the telephone releasing year so they were pretty that society was pretty amazed with all their news you know the telephone the connection the possibility to call someone that was really far can you think about getting this new three centuries ago yes i bet they were too busy trying to figure it out the new words to their vocabulary considering the technology of telephone Also, not so long back in time, during the 20s, we have experienced the digital revolution and all the impact it has caused in our lives. Since it all has started and now our lives are depending on being connected to the internet, everything has changed. Along with the internet changes, we've become addicted to social media to share our lives online, besides learning a bunch of new tools to manage and decode. And as a result of the change in our behavior, we've developed a new vocabulary that matches these new tools and functions to our lives. Nowadays, there are verbs such as to eat, unfriend, to giggle, that of course came out as a solution to the new behavior we started to have based on the digital needs. So can you feel how the environment where we live change our behavior and our behavior change our communication. And that's amazing to think about communication like that. It's totally different. If you think, are you an English learner or are you a French learner, for example, you can think about it. How has your communication changed since you started to study, to go to a place where people used to speak the other language, the second or third language that you are learning? How has your ideas changed? How has your behavior changed with that? This is clear. The language is, uh, changes with our behavior. And also, we can take it as a lesson. When you are trying to learn a new language, let's imagine that you are a beginner on learning another language, okay? And I'm going to talk about English here, but you can apply this theory to another language, no problem. If you start to learn something by the grammar, but your environment and your behavior doesn't change, it's not gonna be so, it's gonna be, you know, like effortless because it's not, nothing's gonna change. If you learn the grammar, all right, very nice. You know all the grammar rules, but in your environment as a person, as a human being, a communicative human being, how are you applying these rules? The communication is totally based on behavior and we need to find it out before we try to, you know, to fix all the rules on our mind because it's not the, the, the point here. To reflect on this scenario about behavior and about environment helps us to realize that all the communication we have today is based on our environment, right? Another scenario that we can consider in this point, okay, just to foundate the segment, is that, for example, right now, look at your WhatsApp. How many words have you uh, contracted in your, in your last conversation, in your last message? Uh, maybe you changed you into the letter you. Maybe you changed WhatsApp into Zap, or maybe WhatsApp into App. All right, W app. There are many ways to contract a word. And in the digital life that we have, we are obligated to be faster than the usual. And it led us to be more practical than usual. 
And that's the behavior that leads us to have a more practical communication. And sometimes we mix it up and also we misunderstand some information because of this practical scenario. We need to, to be so much practical that sometimes we miss words in the communication. We miss messages inside the, the messages that we exchange to each other, you know? And all of this are reflections, are results of our environment, the digital environment, the fast living environment. I don't know if I have ever commented it here in this program, but I hear many people from in other countries complaining about the WhatsApp audios. All right, maybe you can tell me, Natalia, I hate audios or teacher, I always send audios. Okay, perfect. That's, that's all related to your scenario. But if we balance that, we can see that some people consider that a three minutes audio, for example, it's not, it's unrespectable. Okay, because if you stop what you are doing to listen to three minutes audio from someone else, you are just stopping your activities, you are stopping your thinking, you are stopping. And this is a way to communicate. All right, this is a way that other person is approaching you. So if you allow it, if you allow four, five minutes audio with a person saying, um, I like this, but I don't know. You know, when you are not practical enough, you are wasting time. And that's how we consider communication right now. Why? Because we live in the digital age where things are as fast as possible and we need to be more practical in our communication. Maybe in Brazil, we still don't feel it so strong, but in other countries such as Canada, United States, you are gonna have it clear, you know? Like it's not acceptable to send more than 30 seconds audios because you gotta be objective because no one has time, available time to stop the activities to just hear what you have to say or to stop the music. I know many people who hate to stop listening to the song they are listening to just to hear some audio. So these are behaviors that design our communication. And all this reflection can help you a second language learner. Because let's imagine, If the behavior that we have design our communication, how are you behaving in the second language that you are learning? And also, these statements help us to understand why that six, seven years long course based only in grammar structures, more grammar structures and less interaction, less oral communication maybe, It's not helpful anymore, you know? We don't have time to spend seven, six, seven years learning a language anymore. Of course, you're gonna learn it along the way. I've been learning English for 11 years and I keep going, still counting. But of course, I learned what I needed for each part of my profession, my career. And that's what is gonna happen right now, all right? So this is my advice for you. Okay, if you were a beginner learner or even if you were an intermediate learner, what are you doing to practice your behavior in the second language? How is the second language present in your environment, right? We need to work on that. We need to put it on practice. If you don't know someone who does speak the same language, there are a bunch of applications that you can use to practice with someone else. Considering the internet and all the global revolution that we've lived, now you can talk to someone in Russia 
Why are you not doing that to practice your communication? I don't know if you were learning Russian, maybe if you were learning English. Why aren't you speaking to someone from outside, from abroad? These are the ways that you are going to change your environment, that's going to change your behavior, and of course, are going to lead you to a better communication, right? I really hope you understood all these conceptions, all these theoretical scenarios that I tried to apply to our reality, talking about this digital life. And uh, I really hope that it has helped you in some point to improve your English learning, okay? So that's it. This was our native episode. And see you next episode. Bye-bye! <music>